Our reading is from Acts. The ascension. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Here ends the reading. Well, good morning. I'd like to start my message this morning by reciting a prayer from the Armed Services Prayer Book that you each see that's on the corner of your pew. Please pray with me. Gracious and holy God, give us diligence to seek you, wisdom to perceive you, and patience to wait for you. Grant us, O God, a mind to meditate on you, eyes to behold you, ears to listen for your word, a heart to love you, and a life to proclaim you through the power of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. So this past Thursday marked 40 days after the Easter resurrection. In honor of this holy day, the ascension of Jesus, who ascended up into heaven, I want to share this story with you. It's a story of hope and promise. The author of Acts reminds us that for these 40 days, Jesus gives instructions, convincing truths, and encouragement about the kingdom of God to the disciples. The disciples are quite comfortable with Jesus now because they saw his life previously, they experienced his death on the cross, they saw him resurrected, and here he is again. And he's been with them for approximately 40 days, and all is well. Then, without a warning, in true Jesus fashion, he does the unexpected and ascends into heaven to be seated at the right hand of God. However, not without two promises that he gave the disciples. The first, that they will be filled with the Holy Spirit that will descend upon them. And second, they will be witnesses in Jerusalem and then in Judea and Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. I invite you all on a journey this morning and seeing how the second promise came true. As Christian witnesses first arrived in Jerusalem, and then in Judea and Samaria, and then lastly, where we're seated today, here in Upper Dublin, on the continent of North America, the ends of the earth. And our starting point in this journey is the Mount of Olives, where Jesus ascended into heaven. It's approximately halfway between Jerusalem and Bethany. And afterwards, the disciples went to Jerusalem and began spreading the good news. They were doing so well that they selected additional disciples to help them out. And one of them was named Stephen. He was described as full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, and full of wisdom. And he too began to witness to the gospel and do great signs and wonders. So our first stop in realizing this promise has been accomplished. It occurred in Jerusalem. Next up is Judea 
and Samaria. So Stephen, in his pursuit of spreading the good news of Jesus, came upon an obstacle. Now, these were human obstacles that wanted him to stop spreading the good news, stop spreading all the stories about the life, the death, and resurrection of Jesus. However, Stephen did not stop, and as a result, was arrested, and they accused him of lying. So they brought him to trial and counsel, and he was told that he needs to stop or he'd be put to death. And that's exactly what happened. He was stoned and killed for his faith and his conviction of spreading the good news in Jerusalem. So at this point, you may be asking, how was this death of Stephen going to be a part of achieving Jesus' promise and witnesses spreading to Judea and Samaria, especially if he's dead? Well, that's the thing. Jesus has a perfect track record of always fulfilling his promises. As the story of Acts proclaims on the day of Stephen's death, a severe persecution began against the church, and Christians were scattered to Judea and Samaria as a result. So the witnesses made it to Judea and Samaria no matter what. Through this tragedy, the promise continued to be fulfilled. Now, that does not mean that God wanted Stephen to suffer and die. Not at all. But God was right there with him. God turned this event, which called into question Jesus' promise for the gospel to spread to Judea and Samaria, and used it as a catalyst to achieve this goal. The resolve of God in this event in our lives is amongst us today. For example, if the KKK is going to spread around literature in this area, the community is going to come together. They're going to hold a vigil. They're going to pray together. They're going to show support for those that were impacted. And they're going to let everyone know that this is unacceptable. Additionally, in Manchester, England, if a bomb's going to go off, people are going to rush immediately to help. We as the body of Christ are going to come together to pray and show our support for those in pain and who are suffering and communicate to all those that these actions are absolutely unacceptable. This is the Holy Spirit inside of us, inspiring us to act, be active in our faith, and spreading the good news, just like it occurred in Judea and Samaria, to take something that's negative and turn it around into a positive and show what right looks like. And that's absolutely happening in our communities today. So with Jerusalem... And Judea and Samaria all having witnesses spreading the gospel, we only have one stop left in our journey, the ends of the earth. Now, at first, you may think of China, you may think of some far-off Pacific island, or you may think about a remote village in Africa. However, the ends of the earth are right here in the United States on the continent of North America, a place the disciples could not even imagined because there wasn't an account of this land. And I do think that Jesus had us in mind, and the following example I'm going to share with you is of Upper Dublin fulfilling this promise today and every day. So in March, I went to Chosen 300 for the first time, and it was an amazing experience. I was asked if I'd be willing to deliver the message. And I said yes, And without a blink of an eye, 
Carol Smith came and found me and said, I'm going to do the music. I'm going to be right by your side. Let's talk about what songs to choose. And she spent time with me teaching me about what Chosen 300 is all about and what the environment's like so I could craft a message that made sense for those people gathered that day. She was a saint and is still a saint and absolutely was very helpful. So there we were on that Saturday afternoon and we quickly realized we had a big group of 25 volunteers. We loaded up the food and drove down to Philadelphia. I took my car and I had four passengers and then we parked about a block down from the Chosen 300 building. And I thought I was so excited. I, this uh, an open spot. No one's parking there. I'm only a block away. This is great. Uh, then I, we got out of the car and realized that there was a meter spot. So there was a meter. Um, and so we all checked our pockets. And we looked in our glove compartment, our purses, our wallets. And we realized we had no change whatsoever. So we looked at the meter and it said zero minutes left. And then we looked at the sign and it said that there's approximately one hour until the meter maid stopped coming around to give people fines. So I said, mathematically, I think we're okay. I think we'll be fine. We should be good. So we walked down and said, well, let's, we'll figure it out a little bit. We've got to go into Chosen 300. That's why we're here. So we walked down and we began the music, um, the service where one of the teenagers played on the piano. Then Carol started us off with our first song and helped us all gather, create a joyful noise. And the last song we came to was called, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And what happened next, I will never forget. So we had the piano and the microphones all set up, and here goes Carol, was getting ready to play and lead us in music. And this lady stands up from the left-hand side, walks down, and says, excuse me, I would like to sing, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. I know this song by heart, and I would like to sing a solo for everyone gathered here today. So Carol, in true Upper Dublin fashion, said, sure, go for it, honey. And we moved out of the way, and we listened to this beautiful song. Unbelievable. The best rendition I've ever heard. Unrehearsed, unplanned, just completely amazing. And it didn't stop there. I ended up talking with fellow military veterans that were homeless from the Air Force, Army, Navy, Marines, you name it. Fellow Army veteran, another one was a military intelligence analyst. And I realized that one of the veterans that was down there, I actually served with in Afghanistan. And I didn't know him personally, but it was very likely that we were at the same time, at the same time in the same place um, in vicinity of Bagram. And it was just amazing because as we continued to talk, there was a case manager that came and met with the veterans and were trying to help them find homes off the streets. So from start to finish, just an amazing experience. So it was time to leave. And the crew that I drove down with began to walk back towards my car. And so just to kind of visually show you, so we'll just pretend that this is like the the windshield and we're coming out of this building So here we come, and we get outside, and we have that sinking feeling like, oh, that's right. I wonder if there's a parking ticket on our car. Like, so we start bobbing our heads, looking up, and we start walking really quick, and we make it to our car, and we look down at that famous spot where all meter maids like to put the tickets underneath their windshield wiper, and I look down, and I said, oh, we're fine. 
at the rate of $36 payable to the Philadelphia Parking Authority. But we didn't let that damper our mood. Nothing could take us off of the excitement and joy that we had being a part of Chosen 300 because it was absolutely amazing. I share all these details of the story because it was clear that the Holy Spirit was with us. There's no doubt in my mind that when Jesus thought about there being witnesses spreading the gospel to the ends of the earth, that includes what we did at Chosen 300, from operating the door to helping people wash their hands, to serving food, to singing, to speaking the message, to working the bathrooms, to just talking with these people who are members of our community. The Holy Spirit was amongst us. It's not just a chosen 300, but during every event our church takes place in here at Upper Dublin, we are the body of Christ that comes together for worship and also in service to our neighbors. We are the living proof of the promises of God. So the next time you read about or see the picture of Jesus' ascension into heaven, it's an opportunity to remember some of Jesus' promises to each and every one of us, that we will all be filled by the Holy Spirit, that we will be His witnesses to the ends of the earth here in Ambler, Pennsylvania. And all we have to do is have trust in these promises. Who knows where it will lead us? Maybe to the end of our street, maybe to the end of our community or state, or to the end of this country, or somewhere where we would consider to be the ends of the earth from our perspective. The Holy Spirit may guide us to places unknown here on earth, to be witnesses to the gospel, but the destination will be the same, and that is with Jesus in heaven. Amen.